touchdown is the only option for Tampa Bay. Yeah, you need some chunk plays, and you got to get on your horse and get back down there. Or he's got to throw it to the sideline to stop the clock. And Mike Evans, you can't let Evans beat you. So they're going to put a safety over the top of him. Winston. Don't look at deep over the middle. And somehow, some way, the Tennessee Titans are back to 500. It's a Titans Monday. It's Jared and the GM. Let me go ahead and give out the number because I'm sure we're going to take a lot of calls today. 615-737-1025 is that phone number. GM Titans win yesterday. I think there are, to me, there are three things I want to start on as we get going today. And uh, the first, I think, is the quarterback. Who played great again. He was great. So we'll touch on the quarterback. The second thing is the coach. The coach. Here he is again. Johnny, go for it. Make the wrong choice, Vrabel. Out there with the fake field goal that literally broke me yesterday. After the fake field goal, I could not think about anything else yesterday during the game. Like, I could not mentally move on. It's like... The, uh, the Titans are trying to run the clock out, and I'm still thinking, what is this guy doing faking that field goal? Oh, my goodness. It broke me. It literally broke me. If I, I This is why I can't own a team. Because if I owned a team, it, I don't even know if I can look at Vrabel after the game yesterday for that stupid fake field goal. And then the third thing that I want to get started on a Titan Monday. Do you, Floyd Reese... Believe the fake field goal was the right decision by Vrabel. So which one would you like to touch first? Vrabel, Tannehill, or the fake field goal? I want to start on the game. I want to talk about the game. I don't care about what you want to talk about. You can talk about all that stuff. Uh, I thought, I mean, the defense yesterday, and we were talking when we did the the pregame thing at how the defense was going to have to play its its most complete game. And I think Evans got his. There was no doubt about that. Now, we thought both Evans um, and uh, Godwin would get his. We were worried about Godwin, yeah. But no, they took they took Godwin out of the game. And, uh, and instead of them each getting 100, well, you know, Evans got two or close to two. Um, so that he, he was a problem. We knew he was going to be a problem to begin with. Other than that, other than Evans, I mean, you know, when Jameis Winston is their leading rusher, you're doing okay. When, uh, when you can get four turnovers, you're doing okay. Uh, when you can stop them, I mean, our goal line short yardage defense is phenomenal. I mean, phenomenal. I can't I believe they ran that ball on fourth and I one. I don't know how you line up and think you can run the ball against that defense. Uh, they were so good again. Um, so, I mean, I think there were a ton. If anything was obvious yesterday, and this is why when we most of the time, when we start talking about the things you have to see and the things you don't want to see, turnovers are always at the top of the list mm-hmm. or close to it. 
turnovers trump every single thing else that happens in the game. And yesterday was a great example. I mean, we go through that game, we're ahead 17 to 15, and we've got like 70 yards of total offense. And they've got like 250 yards of offense. You know, I mean, they're just going up and down the field and moving the ball right and left. And then they would get down to the red zone and kick a field goal. And uh, and we were able to get the turnovers in fantastic field position. Our offense, Tannehill, was able to go in there and, and get the three touchdown passes. Um, so, you know, they end up kicking three field goals. Uh, in the first half, I think it was, whatever it was, and we end up getting the uh, the couple of touchdowns, and that's all, and, and a field goal, and that's the difference in, in halftime. Um, but And then what led, I, what led Tampa back in the game, in my opinion, was the Derrick Henry fumble. Back to your point oh, about turnovers. Absolutely. How do you fumble that ball? Yeah, I don't, you know, he'll, he'll never do that again. He's but, been kind of testing that, though. Yeah, it's and it was unfortunate for him because he was he was having a tough time getting loose, and then he gets loose, and one's called back, and then he gets loose and one, fumbles one, and, you know, he finally made one count. But, um, but I thought the defense was literally off the charts. I thought the offense was, was pretty much what we had talked about. That is, we thought, you know, we, we – um, they, they did a better job of taking our receivers away than I ever imagined. I didn't think they would be able to do that as a package, but they did. They went into the game and said, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to take their outside guys away from them. And, and it was a factor. So what happens when that happens? You know, now you've got to get production from your tight ends in your slot. Humphrey, Humphreys, I think, was our leading receiver. No, I guess Johnny. Johnny was the leading receiver. Humphreys was the leading receiver inside. I mean, you know, uh, uh, leading receiver receiver. Oh, yeah, because Furtzer, Furtzer was second. Yeah, he was the leading wide receiver receiver. Uh, and and he should have been. You know, he's inside, and they're going to let you get those guys. And then uh, and then Furtzer got his, and so... I mean, I thought I thought we did a great job. Instead of trying to force the ball, force them to do something that you didn't really want to do, we just took what they gave us and and made it work. And Janu would have, you know, I thought Janu was was outstanding. So, to me, there are three people that mattered yesterday. And I mean, yeah, you can make you know every other three people: Tannehill, who was awesome; Jameis, who was terrible. And, I mean, Jameis, I, I don't even know what to say about Jameis at this point. That's my key to the game on the pregame show yesterday. I had one key. Turn Jameis Winston over. That was it. And Jameis just on a platter. And then the third thing is the coach. Did You you saw where Arian said not one of those interceptions was Jameis's fault. I saw that. Do you believe that? Yeah. I don't. Did you see where they went? I saw the one that like the one to Butler. I didn't I mean, know who there, he was throwing there, there to. There wasn't one that was on the correct side of a guy. I mean, the one you knew the receiver stopped. He threw it to the post, which never ever happens, and that was interception. Uh, and then, um, so I don't know. I'm just Fine, going. You by start your franchise with Jameis Winston. All pass. Now the other thing is the coach. The coach. What the hell was Mike Vrabel doing yesterday? Trying what to win. was he doing? Stop trying that to win. Now. He was just trying to win. That's what he's trying to do. 
Do you actually? Yes, your I do. thoughts. Your thoughts on the fake field goal? He was trying to win, and in his mind, that was the best way to do it. In your mind, was that the best way to do it? I wouldn't have made that call, but in his mind, it was. So he made the call. I don't like the play. I really don't like. I wouldn't have made the call, and I really didn't like the play. I don't like any fake where a kicker or a punter is running with a football. <laughs> that is not a good fake. If they're going to add, and it sounds crazy, but people say, well, if you throw it, you know, you can throw it perfectly and they can drop it or they can throw it ugly or they can throw it. That's right. You know, that can happen. But I always felt like if you've got a kicker running with a football and if he gets hit, it's going to be a fumble. Right. Or or your kicker, kicker's going to get killed. Right. Like the most important thing of faking is who is doing the faking. And so, like last week when Bayard was doing the faking, Bayard is a legitimate, athletic, good player. And and Kern can throw the ball. You know, that, I mean, he can throw the ball a heck of a lot better than he can run with it. When you get a when you get a five two kicker trying to outrun a four four linebacker, somebody's going to get crushed. And and it happened. When Devin White made that play, I thought back to the NFL draft when I was working first take. And Marcus Spears was a guest, and they asked Marcus Spears who the best player uh, in the draft was, and he said he thought Devin White from LSU was the best player in the draft. And I'm watching Devin White run right there, and I'm like, I don't know what Vrabel was thinking. And again, this is, I mean, Mike Vrabel is going, I, I don't even know what you do at this point. This guy cannot make a decision. Who, no, no. This That's, was a see, horrible that, decision. That is absolutely wrong. You can't make a good decision. It's excuse easy me. for him to make the decision. And you know what's funny? Is he will never change. You, you can me. gripe all you want. I mean, if, that, if he won't change, and he needs to get fired. And you because can that's rant ridiculous. and rave and carry on. But if he gets to a point, this is what I've decided with Mike. He gets to a point in the game where he thinks a call, a fourth down call, can can uh, solidify the end of the game, the final outcome. He's going to go for it. I mean, he's going for it now. He's going for the win. And, I, I and agree. I got it. You know what? You can yes. you can dis, you can disagree with but that's that. That's so irresponsible, but Floyd. It, what what are you trying to do? What is it? Herm used to say. Are you the insinuating that winning coaches don't kick field goals? To win the game. And being up seven gives you a better trying chance to win the game. To win the game. Oh my God, I'm gonna throw up. Because this is my thing. Insinuating that going for it is the only way to go try to win it is like saying that that good coaches don't kick and that. don't punt. No, no, no. That's we not what you said. It. But this is what Vrabel is. That his thought is. And his thought is wrong. If this, if if we get this, it's going to win the game. Then he's going for it. That's what his thought is. And we've seen that. I think week after week. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to win the game. D- but d- that's stupid. It's but like I mean you can say that every, you, don't you have can to throw agree. bombs to the end zone every place and we're trying to win. You don't have to agree. Well, I tell you, you this. and and guess what? That's what just what Bruce Arians <laughs> did throwing <laughs> bombs to the end zone. Hey, don't Never make this about that. Bruce. That's what he wants to do. We have breaking news on this show. Floyd Reese <laughs> and his Floyd Reese about way of not trying to criticize the Titan coach. Says he would not have made, did not like the decision, and did not like the call. No, no, and I don't. I am, and I am saying thank you, do GM, not for put saying words that. in my mouth. Ian, did he not say do that? Do not put words in my mouth. I said I would not have made that decision. 
me. That doesn't make it a bad decision. It makes it different than the one I would have made. And then I said, I don't like any fakes where the the kicker or the punter is running with the football. I think we all I can just agree on don't that. like those. And uh, and and I've run a ton of fakes too, but but never. I can't remember any of them where punter or kicker is running with the football. Every single part of that decision was dumb. And Vrabel can tell me whatever reason. And I'll say this right now. I was at the press conference today. I think Vrabel in his mind wishes he didn't do that. Not because he was getting criticized about it. I think he knows how dumb that decision was. But he can't come out today and say it was a bad decision after having said that a decision three weeks ago or whatever was a bad decision because then everybody's going to look at him. Like, we already look at him now that this guy does not have a freaking clue when it comes to the end of a game. But he can't put out there that, yeah, I was wrong, you know, four out of five times or, you know, the second out of four weeks or whatever it would be. But this guy, Vrabel, and I like Vrabel. He's a good man, and he's a smart person, and that's why I have such a hard time coming to grips with how such a smart person can do something so dumb on a consistent basis. And this, honestly, might have taken the cake for the single stupidest decision he's made as coach of the Titans, which is saying something because that Houston play was horrible. Trying to win the game. God! Trying to win the game. Do you know what? What's your job? Trying to win the game. You know, you're right. Because apparently I want the Titans to lose games because I want to kick a field goal to go up a touchdown. I I don't, and and I know this would shock you, but I'm going to guess the majority of people would rather rely on Vrabel to try to win a game than you. I think the fans fans are scared to death of this guy. Did we win? Don't don't do did that. Did we win? Don't do that. What did they win last week? In spite of Did they of win him, this week? It, are spite. we four and four? Spite. There you go. Phones. Right where we need to be. Phone 615. Four and 615-737-1025. Your thoughts. 615-737-1025. Titans Monday. Jared and the GM live from the wholesaling studio powered by RumbleOn.com. He broke me yesterday. Is he too we, reckless? We all know that's pretty easy to do. No, I mean, I was broken. You are We'll easy. get to that next. Jared and the GM at the ESPN 1025. The game. The Buffalo one. That I, was I don't stupid. Think so. I mean, the kick, the kicker missed the kick. What, what are you going to do? Not run a guy who can't kick out there to kick a fifty-three yarder, and then not let the guy who's this, made every kick today not let him kick a forty-two this yarder. Is this forty-two? Wasn't that what that chip shot would have been right there? I thought it was forty-nine. No, forty-two. The ball was at the twenty-three yard line. No, no, it was almost at the thirty. I think it would have been a 42-yard kick. Well, I don't know, but the ball was like that. 42 here, for we got it right here. Let's go to your phones. I cannot believe what I'm here. The GM who had Jeff Fisher as his coach. I cannot. I cannot. Floated phones. We're right to him. Tyreekus has been waiting. Start us off, Tyreekus. Yo, yo, how you guys doing? First off, I just want to thank God for the benchmark as Mariota sits on. I'll praise to the most high. And <laughs> this is what I want to talk about, man. What This is the crazy part about it. Why will always end up doing something that we do totally opposite. So this time I was like, you know what, whatever call he calls, you know what, I'm not going to be tripping. He can punt it. He can kick a field goal no matter what. I still think it's a good decision. So for me to go out there and watch you run a fake field goal, I'm like, oh, my God, how do you keep – this is the most consistent thing the Titans got going for them right now, an inconsistent coach, man. I'm going to hang up a list. 
Thank you for the call. 28. I, it was in the 28. 28. Okay, let me just stay to Tyreekus's point. Like, to me, some of these decisions Mike Rabel makes are borderline criminal in terms of just how bad they I are. Don't, see, you don't understand. And and you don't have to agree with him. And it doesn't matter because he is not going to change. He is. I can tell you this right now. Then he's got to be changed before something really bad happens. Yeah, well, again, I mean, we're saying. I mean, he got lucky by bad Fort, officiating. No bad. Bad no, officiating. None of those saved have cost the game. Ass yesterday. None of those calls have cost him a game. Thanks to the now, whistle. you may not. Well, whatever reason. It does, you think that makes a difference. It doesn't make a difference. Guess what? If the whistle blows, that's what, it, and we've been on both sides of that. Oh, my, my so head's going to explode. it doesn't matter. You think all those things matter? It doesn't matter. Did they blow the whistle? Yes. That's all we need to know. Thank you. Floyd. So, you ever heard, You ever heard the term of playing with fire? No. Yes, you have. No. And when you play with fire and you don't get burned, eventually you get burned. And this coach, he is a, I mean, he doesn't know how to coach. Hasn't got burned so That's, far. Yes, We're he did. we here in four and four. Yes, he did. Got one of the best defenses in the league. He got burned at Houston last year. We got a year. backup quarterback he got going in here that you're going to talk in here in a few minutes about him. how much you love like. Him. I love him. Backup Tannehill. quarterback. I love Tannehill. Who said, well, there we go. Got a whole group. So, you know, in spite of everything, got an offensive line beat to nothing. <laughs> Still find a way. Vrabel can't even care. remember the guy's names uh, on the yeah, offensive well, how line. Can you? I mean, it's like <laughs> he a... called Jameel Douglas Jamal Davis today. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was looking right there at me, go. too. And he said, Jamal Davis. And I want to be like, Mike, you don't have a player on your team named Jamal Davis. Hey, you played Somebody a lot of football, does, so maybe it's like you played with a Jamal Davis or you coached a Jamal Davis, but you don't have Jamal Davis. Let, let me just say this. Mike Vrabel is not a stupid guy. He's not a dumb guy. And yet he is so reckless, and his decision-making is so stupid, and it is so unreliable. See, I don't, you, can't, you can't categorize it. That that you will never win with this guy. Because it's different than you, you change. never win. You will never win anything win that yesterday? matters with this did, guy. We, did we win yesterday? Oh, great. You beat the I, uh, two and eight bucks. Did we win the, the week before? Are we four and four? Are we right in the middle of this thing? Did we win nine games last year and would have won 10 if we maybe would have won 10 if we if the quarterback would have showed up? Better shot of winning 10 if you would have taken so, the points yeah, off the I mean, last if, year. And if you win 10 and you're in the playoffs, so I mean, I would. I think I would hold off my judgment a little bit if I were you. If this guy doesn't but change, you may not agree with him. If he if he will not change and just start coaching regular and to football, be honest, I'm I'm glad that you disagree with him because that means even more that he's right. So I feel better about it. I, we'll go right to the phones <laughs> Keep next. Keep going. Oh, we'll go right to the phones next. I'm not sure there's one person in this town who agrees with Floyd. Right to the phones on this. Jared and the GM. Hey, pregame show will be live at 9.30 from the George Jones downtown. Nick Kale will be in for me. Floyd and Chris Sanders live from the George Jones downtown. Uh, again, that is... Uh, 9.30 to 11.30 prior to Titans Carolina NFL pregame brought to you by Wholesale Inc. Powered by RumbleOn.com. Komodo Tractors, your Middle Tennessee Komodo dealers, and Boomboss Craft Pizza and Tap House. Jared of the GM, Titans Monday at ESPN 102.5 The Game. If that play is executed correctly, does it work in your mind? Well, yeah. I mean, 
Jim, I think that if any play is executed correctly, you know, that it's going to work. And there, again, I go back that there's a lot of decisions that, that occur during the course of the game, guys. And, you know, we, we, we make them and they, they don't work. Oh, we're trying to, to win the game. That's what we're trying to do in each and every opportunity that we have to make a decision. Again, apparently kicking field goals is not trying to win the game, although every coach does it. But I guess that's neither here nor there. We promise right back to the calls. Floyd likes Vrabel's mentality of going for the win. I, did, I, said, I didn't say I liked it or disliked it. You need to quit putting words in my mouth. Open your ears and listen, boy. I didn't say any of that. None of that. Then reset the take force before we go right back. No, I'm not doing it again. I've done it twice. That's all I'm doing. Okay, so my interpretation. No, 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 no. (laughs) Get it right or don't say it at all. Okay, this is my interpretation. No, I don't want your interpretation. Just tell me if it's right or not, then we'll go to the phone. No, I'm not telling you to get it right or I'm going to be ticked. Okay, I'm I'm going to get it right. I'll get it right this time. He says Vrabel is going to go for the win. And he's not going to change. And so as much as people like me agonize and want to chuck furniture watching him coach these games, get used to it because that's what he's going to do. That's about right. Phones. Let's go to, who is that? Michael, who's been waiting patiently. Go ahead, Michael. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. So I understand the whole process of wanting to go for it. And I agree with him trying to go for it. What I don't agree with is the specific play that he decided to call. Like y'all have said, running with the punter or kicker running ever is just not a good idea, especially when the punter just happens to be the best player on your team, like we have in Brett Kern. (laughs) But that being said, there was a multitude of play calls on fourth and two that he could have called that would have been more effective than what we actually did call and probably that we're better prepared for, like just a quick pass to Janu, who had been doing really well all game, or Humphreys, or literally any other option. See, I don't even see, Michael, called. I appreciate your call. I think everybody Thank thinks the call was dumb. You know I mean? Like, I think everyone thought the idea of Brett Kern trying to outrun the Tampa Bay field goal unit was truly pathetically dumb. I mean, well, I, it's not good simply because they're so fast. Yeah, Devin Those White ran like a four. Oh, what yeah, I like off cried the, off the chart. Back. I remember at the combine, Devin White cried after he ran the forty because he ran it so fast that he knew he was going to be a top ten pick after running that forty. And uh, you're going to have Kern try to outrun that guy. And this is what bothers me about the Vrabel thing: is every time he makes a stupid decision. It then turns into this discussion of was it the decision or was it the call? I.e., the Texan game last year when he handed it to Luke Stocker, the London game with the two point conversion, so on and so forth. My thing is if you don't have a great call, then it's a bad decision. And Kern running with the ball is a bad call. It's a bad decision. And the other side of this, too, again, is every coach in the league outside of Johnny Go for it would have kicked that field goal. If thirty-one other guys would have kicked that field goal, then oh, I don't, I don't. How can you speak for thirty-one guys? You spoke you for thirty-one even, guys. You the can't Bills even game. speak for you. At least I got some kind of background to speak for him. Oh, now we're dropping it. Now we're dropping yeah, it. That's now it. we're dropping that. I've been in the NFL. There you go. Unbelievable, unbelievable. I could not believe myself yesterday. I could not. I mean, I he broke me yesterday. 
Like that's pretty easy to do. No, but I mean broke. That's easy. I, I can't even think of the last time I was this broke. I mean, this this may be, and it's a totally different reasons. But this might like the last time I may be this broken watching a national I'm glad sporting you're event. Not on my defense was <laughs> the last time I I was probably was when Pecorine decided to melt down in Game 7 of the Winnipeg series a couple of years ago. I mean, that, I mean, I'm sitting there at the stadium. I'm like, my God, what's going on here? And this was even worse because this was completely avoidable by just any common sense. What I would love to know is what was the discussion inside of Rabel's headset, and I do wonder if those assistant coaches feel like they can talk him out of a decision or if he's just too stubborn that they know, hey, once Mike gets his idea in his mind, Mike's going to do something stupid and we just have to live with it. Like, if there was a coach that was on that headset saying, no, Mike, no, because when they got down there and it was fourth down, I immediately tweeted out and I was saying to the TV, I'm like, kick it, kick it, kick it. And then they come up to the line and Tannehill's trying to hard count them and I'm like, no, Vrabel, no, 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 no. Don't do it, Brable. And then they called timeout, and I was like, oh, thank God. Now they're going to kick the field goal. Oh, thank God. Oh, crisis averted. Oh, God. And then they ran it with Kern. They ran it with Kern. And I, I can't I, I, It's all a blur after that. I don't even remember what happened in the game after that. It's all a blur. Oh, I can't you remember. Missed how the best part. Best part of the game. Taylor Lewan not being able to get oh, off the field and geez. cost you a timeout. I'm going to tell you what. You missed the, some good football. <laughs> Let's go to Cedric, who's up next on Titans Monday. Cedric, go ahead. Dude, listen, man. Coach Meathead tries to blow the game again. I keep telling y'all, man, if the game is close, this guy is going to do everything in his power to blow that game. And he is incapable of making good decisions. Let's go back to the spring where he gets, he gets on the tape recorder or whatever it is and says that he would cut his junk off if, if, to win a Super Bowl. Hello, dude. You're a man. No man is going to cut their junk off. I don't care what it is, man. Florida, you cut your junk off or anything? I know I ain't. And then he doesn't play Tannehill when he clearly is the best quarterback. Tannehill has bailed this guy out for the last True. two weeks. True. He's probably about. I mean, the Tannehill Titans are a different team, man. And if it, if Marcus Mariota, Mister Mediocre himself, had been in there, we'd be staring at two and six, thanks to Mike Brable, man. I mean, I, I, mean, I still, to, I still, guy, thank you, Cedric. I still, and this is just me, and this goes back to the fact that I was broken from yesterday's game. I still can't get over the bad decisions last year. On top of the bad decisions this year, every freaking game it feels like there's a bad decision. And I thought back to it. I think there were two last year that he did that, that ended up working. One was the fourth and two against Philadelphia. That worked where they ended up not kicking for a tie, but they ended up winning the game in overtime. And the other was, and I think a really underrated decision he made, was the 12-men call against the Jets. When he threw the twelfth man out on the twelfth man out on the field to give the Jets a first down, so that they could use their two timeouts and the two minute warning, as opposed to the Jets getting a first down on the next play and having to use a timeout, I thought that was brilliant. Other than that, every other decision has completely backfired, and it's—I mean, it, it's just every end of the game decision, every fourth and one at Houston, every just completely backfired. And I think the one thing that you've said that I actually agree with, Floyd, is he's not going to change. And if he doesn't change, 
I don't see how you won't run into at least a handful of games every year where he either puts you in position to lose or legitimately costs you the game. Hasn't cost any so far this Buffalo. year. So, no, that's not. You can't blame the coach on that. Kicker go in and miss. No. 53? 53? What's, what's the difference? Carl is up next. Go ahead, Carl. Uh, uh, yeah, guys. Uh, man, I think uh, it, we we got l- lucky yesterday and, and got two short fields that got us the 14 points. Really, the only thing the offense done all day yesterday was that 90-yard drive. I think we're giving Tannehill a whole lot more credit than he deserved yesterday. The fake field goal, man, a Kern fumbled that ball, and Tampa picked it up and run it for a touchdown. If I was them, I would be raising so much you-know-what today that, that it's unreal. But the main thing I want to say is if we do not re-sign Logan Ryan in the offseason. Okay, no, 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 not on Titans. We'll talk about Logan Ryan later. He's great. Um, but – I mean, Tampa Bay, Arians started off both press conferences screaming and raving about officiating. And in all fairness, I, I do, I, I, I feel his pain. I do. Sure. I mean, that is a that, touchdown that for Tampa Bay. doesn't make any difference. But, <laughs> but I feel his pain. We, we've all been on both sides of that one. Oh, and if you're awful. on this side, all you can do is smile and oh, say, you, thank you. You want to protest the league if you're on the other side. You and, want to never watch another football game in your life. absolutely nothing you can do about it. So, so, I, so I, I do have a theory, though. Yell, scream, get I, mad, throw stuff. I do have a question that I'd like to get to on the other side about the officiating of that play. And we will do that next. Jared of the GM, plus we got loaded phones. We're going to keep going to him. It's ESPN 1025, the game. Clear fumble there, yeah? Again, I just try to worry about the calls that we have the opportunity to challenge. They blew the whistle. Again, there's a lot of plays that, that go into the game on both sides. Vrabel, you think he fumbled? Ah, you know, man, there's a lot of play calls out there. Could have happened one way or another. I'm not sure exactly how I feel. About Because I think we all can agree, right, Floyd, that Brett Kern fumbled the ball and Tampa Bay should have put, picked the football up and run it into the end zone for a touchdown. The ref said after the game, even if he recovered it, they weren't going to let him run with it. Even if, he pick, even if he picked it up. They said they would have given him the ball had it not been for the whistle, but they wouldn't have let him run. Even if they, they hadn't blown the ca- whistle? Yeah, if they if they hadn't blown the inadvertent whistle, he would have picked it up and ran like he did, and they would have called him back, and they would have said, "No, it's right here. Now you get the ball." So, so the worst thing not, that happens—that's that, not actually true. Like I'm reading what the ref said. The quote is from Adrian Hill. Was asked, "Is that not reviewable?" He said, "The reviewable part of the play is if the runner was down by contact. If it's reviewed, and we saw that the ball came out early, and Tampa Bay recovered, we could give Tampa Bay the spall, the ball at the spot of the recovery, but we cannot award any advance after. That there is, you go. that is, if That's it's a, reviewed, not well, if the whistle didn't blow. I think they would have caught either way. The ball, the play was going to be reviewed, and when they reviewed it." They would have said, okay, you can have the ball here, but you can't advance it. Well, it doesn't matter because it was a fourth down, so Tampa Bay is going to get yeah, the ball I mean, at the same so, spot. So the but bottom line it, is, even no, no, with no. the fumble, it didn't make any difference because right. they were going to end up with the ball there 
right, any way I, you cut it. Yes, but if they hadn't blown the play dead, if they hadn't blown it dead, Tampa Bay picks that ball up, runs it into the end zone, and I don't know if Tampa Bay wins the game because they do have the 32nd ranked pass defense, and Ryan Tannehill played his butt off yesterday, and I'm not putting it past Tannehill to have driven the Titans down and absolutely covered for Vrabel's rear end and won the game. I'm not putting Tannehill was great yesterday, in my opinion. There's part of me that kind of wishes that that had happened. Because the truth of the matter is, is Mike Vrabel will never learn if the Titans keep winning in spite of his bad decisions. And, and you know what? I mean, you, you seem to think it's going to change. You seem to think of me getting mad or huffing and buffing and, and you know, get raising your blood pressure is going to make a bit of difference to him. He doesn't listen to a word that's going on outside and could care less. Well, that's not true. Okay. We know that from last week. Okay. Last week when he essentially brought up Eric Bacharach criticizing his decision-making right there. You know, right, Eric? Because he read it, because he reads it, because he reads. And, I mean, I don't care if the coach re- – I mean, I would prefer the coach not read what other people say, but maybe this coach does need to hear what people say because he consistently does the wrong thing. Because you say it's wrong doesn't make it wrong. Ian, is it wrong? It makes it different. It makes it different than what you would have done, but different is not wrong. So in my opinion, there if is... If you vote for X as president, I vote for Y as president. It doesn't make you wrong. So it makes I'll you different. Use, I'll use this example. Let's, uh, let's use taxes as an example, right? Like a lot of people argue about how much who should be taxed, how much they should be taxed, what form of taxes there should be. Like taxes is one of the single most argued thing in the country, right? I have no idea. Okay. So, like, everybody <laughs> argues about taxes. And so it's it's all about there is a difference of opinion. And I don't know what's right or what's wrong in terms of what people should be taxed or what they shouldn't be taxed. Or, but there's that opinion of I think that the wealthy should be taxed this percent or I think the middle class should be taxed this percent, and that being an argument. Then there's if someone were to say, I just think we should do away with taxes. Well, that's wrong. Because we can't do away with taxes because we have to have police. We have to have roads. We have, I mean, you have to have taxes. So we can't, if someone were to have the opinion of taxes, let's just do away with them. Everybody keeps everything that they make. Well, that's a wrong opinion. And that's where I think, again, this is dangerous. Are you comparing that to the gate, the call of the yes. gate? <laughs> where you can argue, like you okay. can sit there and you can argue certain things at times in a game. And then there's something that's just flat out freaking wrong that you're like, knucklehead, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You are a smart guy. And that is what bothers me more than anything else about this is that Mike Vrabel is a smart guy and he consistently does the single dumbest thing every week. All right. To the calls. To the phones we go. Well, let me get a couple tweets in here because I've, I've I don't care I about do the that. tweets. Let's go to Steven. No, we got we to gotta get to the tweets. We've been told that we got to do some of this. Um, uh Someone says on Twitter, hey, Jared, can Floyd sell me a stack of whatever he's smoking? Thanks, brother. Greg says, you did not mention that the refs missed the fumble on the fake field goal, which would have given them a touchdown and probably the game. As we just mentioned it right there. Uh, David says, I think my history will show that I have a very strong opinion of Jared Stillman and the asinine things he says. But God, at least he says them. Jared has said things that make me go crazy, but only the GM says things that get me angry, such as today. So I think people are mad at you for defending Vrabel. Let's go to the phones. As promised, William is up next here on Jared and the GM. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, William. Hey, thanks for taking my call. 
Hey, Floyd, I want to ask you a, a quick uh, uh, philosophy question, uh, and then I have a, a comment. Uh, what do you think about Arthur Smith's uh, game plan this game? You know, I I think they got some things they weren't expecting. I mean, I don't think – I think they went in there. Tampa Bay went in with this. We know their, their coverage defense wasn't good. And they played a lot of two deep looks where they took the outside guys away and forced us to throw the ball inside. Now, I will say this. He adjusted to the point that, you know, the tight ends ended up the number one receivers and the slot ends up – you know, catching more balls than maybe he has the whole game, but the outside guys didn't do much. Um, so you know what? I mean, they they got a better pass rush and played better coverage on the outside guys than I think anybody expected. Okay, so, that, that 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 explains. Uh, uh, I was wondering why, because coming in with the thirty second ranked pass defense, why we didn't pass more, but that explains it. But also, um, you know, I noticed. Uh, uh, also, getting into a, a rut uh, for large portions of the game where he becomes predictable and, and runs on first down like 90% of the time. And, and, and uh, I understand the need to run, but, you know, I think maybe he should change it up to run on second down sometimes just to, just to yeah. better defense. Thanks, off. William. Thank you. Yeah, William. And, and I think, too, I mean, and I talked about this when we did the pregame show. I mean, the, the inside guys that Tampa's defense had – I mean, they are grown men. They talking are, about Levante, they David, and Devin White? No, no. I'm talking about the DTs. Oh, I'm talking yeah, about Ovita, Bay, and Sue. Sue. Oh, God, and yes. And so uh, when, when, when we started the game, I kept saying, you know what? I, I, we're going to struggle running the ball inside now. I mean, we know that. So, you know, we wanted to be an outside zone team. So I said, hey, this would be the perfect time to run more outside zone plays. And we didn't do that initially. You know, we started off trying to run the ball inside. Now, by the end of the game, we were running tosses outside. You know, we were running outside plays to get the ball, which doesn't seem the logical thing to do with that big old back. But that's where we were gaining our yards because we were able to better block those undersized linebackers and undersized defensive ends than we could those DTs. I mean, those guys were a load, and we were really struggling inside. So the stats for other games are what they are, and I'm not going to dispute that. I mean, I think Tampa's got a pretty good defense. Like, I think they got good players on defense. Now, I think Arthur Smith sucked yesterday, but I think they've got a pretty good— I mean, like this is. I think Tampa's got a pretty decent team outside of Jameis Winston. Like, I think if you put Ryan Tannehill on quarterback, at quarterback for the Bucks. I think Tampa Bay is a pretty good team. Now their line is kind of shaky, but I, I, I mean, again, the stats are what they are for all the other games. Tampa's got a nice little team out there outside of turnover machine Jameis. I mean, he just turns it over like clockwork. For whomever's fault it is, he just turns it over like it's nobody's business. Ralph on Mike Vrabel. Go ahead, Ralph. Hey, uh, I just want to talk to GM. Just roll down uh... – Defending the coach is just not good for his behalf. I mean, we all like Rabel, but, you know, there's obvious things out there. Uh, plus, uh, on a mission about Terrell Lawan, I think he's overrated. Uh, he's going to beat right off, you know, the snap. And one more uh, question. Why the Titan secondary don't look on the ball when the ball is on the air? Okay, thank you for the call. I want to go to the first part he talked about with Rabel, saying that everybody likes Rabel and he's a nice guy, but that... 
sometimes. I, that's the thing, that it's not a personal t- attack on Vrabel that he, at times, doesn't know how to coach. <laughs> it's not a personal <laughs> attack. It's just, you know, reality. <laughs> I mean, he can't coach. I don't, I, don't, I mean, you... I, I mean, that's your opinion. I mean, you never have liked him. And we no, know that's this. not. I like Vrabel. No, you don't like Vrabel. I do. You don't. And you have been critical. You're going to be critical of football coaches and basketball coaches all the time. I mean, that's just the way you are. That's your personality, which is, you know, it's different than mine. But, I mean, that's. And, and people, because you shoot your mouth out, people think it's voicing your opinion. And it's just shooting. <laughs> so I was broken I yesterday. That's what I'm saying. I was broken. I mean, you you got to be stronger than that, man. Let's take more phones. Six one five seven three seven one zero two five six one five seven three seven one zero two five. Your thoughts on the Titans yesterday? We'll get to them, obviously. And of course, how about Ryan Tannehill? I mean, look, I didn't want to make the quarterback change, and I've seen two games, and I'm liking what I'm seeing. But yet some people are criticizing Tannehill, so we'll discuss that next. Chair to the GM, CSPM 1025 The Game, authentically American. We use them for our business. You can use them for yours. And again, promo code Jared, 20% off at authenticallyamerican.us. So whether you're going for the sweat ink workout gear with a secret message, whether you're going for office apparel like our company uses to get those logos right there nice and new, whether you're just going for sweatshirts or jackets or, or hats or whatever for yourself, Authentically American, everything is made in the USA there. So we're talking about higher quality at competitive prices right there, all made in the USA. Authenticallyamerican.us. Use the promo code Jared for 20% off. Again, we rock it here. I've got my Authentically American jacket today. Was working out in Louisville this weekend in the sweat ink, and they loved it up there. They're like, whoa, what is that shirt? I'm like, it's Authentically American. They're online at AuthenticallyAmerican.us. My guys, Authentically American, the next iconic brand that is truly American-made. Jared and the GM, Titans Monday at ESPN 1025, the game.